you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. All right, today I am joined by Lauren Campbell. She is one half of the new duo over at Locked On Red Sox. I will say she is the better half of that duo because she is here with me today. Lauren, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on today. I liked your first answer. Um, I did not hit record the first time, so I have asked her a couple of these questions already, but we're doing it again. We're getting her answers. How do you know, Jason, your new co-host? It seems like you guys know each other uh, and all that stuff. How did you guys end up meeting? So it's funny. We both you know, covered the Red Sox for a few years now. He's done it since, I believe, 2011, and I've been on the scene in 20, since 2015. And we never crossed paths in person. It's always been social media, reading each other's work um, at our, pers- our respective employees, employers. And l- then all of a sudden we met for the first time in person last week when we were approached to do the show and we live about a half hour from one another. So it was very convenient. You know, and we just bounced ideas off of each other, realized that we have pretty good chemistry for just meeting and, you know, not really knowing a thing about each other other than we cover Red Sox. So <laughs> that was, that was really good. Um, And yeah, so like, it's just, it's funny that we, you know, you can be in the same place with somebody, you can do the same job as somebody, but never uh, cross paths. And you also cover the the Bruins a little bit too over at Nesson. Yes, I do. Um, Primarily Bruins. Now, obviously they're, they're out, but we do have a lot of expansion draft, NHL draft. And before we know it's going to be preseason and training camp. So lots and lots of of hockey to come, which makes me happy. And he works at the Boston Herald. Is that correct? Boston Globe? Boston Herald. Herald. Okay. And uh, does he do the uh, Bruins as well, or is he specifically Red Sox? He's specifically Red Sox. He's the Red Sox columnist over there. Since I didn't hit record the first time, I'm going to do an audible here and uh, rank these three Boston sports legends, Bobby Orr, Tom Brady, Ted Williams, one through three. There is a correct order. (laughs) Oh boy, there is a correct order. I mean, there, there, somebody should be at the bottom. <laughs> that is true. So I'm going to go Bobby Orr, Ted Williams, Tom Brady. I'll go with that. Yes. As long as Tom Brady's at the bottom, I do not <laughs> care. <laughs> All right. So how did you guys end up over at Locked On Red Sox? Um, did you know Gabrielle or was it Sean, our channel coordinator who reached out? How did you guys uh, end up over at Locked On Red Sox and what can people expect? So it's a little bit of everything. Jason and I both know Gabrielle. Um, We've known her for a few years. So she reached out to Sean giving endorsements for us. I also know Sully who hosts uh, Locked On MLB. And so Sean reached out to us and was like, hey, you know, we have an opening for the Locked On Red Sox show. We we interviewed with Sean or we spoke with Sean and he reached out asking if we were interested in doing uh, a co-host, a co-hosted show. And we both were so in for it. So we, he brought us on, on board and we're setting everything up now. And it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think what people can expect is a fun perspective from two journalists who cover the team in depth, especially Jason, who's covered the team for several years. 
I believe it's 10 years, nine years he's been doing this. So he can bring a lot of fun insight and some friendly banter. Jason originally is from New York and I grew up in Massachusetts. So that's going to be a lot of fun there. Just kind of, you know, that friendly banter and going at each other and just being like, oh, says the guy from New York (laughs) and just going to have a lot of fun with it. And a lot of unpopular opinions too. Um, Boston fans are very passionate, very loyal, and also very weird when it comes to certain players. So, you know, they, they hold on to these players for, for whatever reason and just can't seem to let them go. So we'll have some unpopular opinions there, but a lot of fun, a lot of good energy. And we are so excited to, to bring the, the world of Locked On, our, our show. Are you going to be like a Dustin Pedroia truther? Is that what's going on? Or uh, who who is the unpopular opinion going to be about? Give me a spoiler. I need to know right now. Well, that's that's a good question because I don't think we have anything so much planned for our first show just yet for an unpopular opinion. But I certainly am on the Dustin Pedroia truther side. Um, you know, obviously appreciate what he did for the Red Sox and you can't not love what he did and brought to the team. But, you know, you also see you know, the stories that have come out in the past few years, post-injury and just kind of his actions on the bench. And listen, like I said, there's no denying what he did for this team. He was so important to the Red Sox, have so much respect for him and playing the game. I played second base in softball growing up. So I just absolutely loved, you know, trying to mirror that game after him because I'm short too. So I get it. Like it's hard being short and trying to play a sport, but you know, there's going to be, I don't know. I think that it could cause some people to get mad online. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's good for engagement. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to save this for the end, but uh, you said that you played second base in, uh, in college. And I was going to ask, uh, what would your walk-up song be if you were able to have a walk-up song and what position would you be playing? Would it still be second base or would you like, I'm going to go throw darts. What, what, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, I grew up uh, originally like playing second base then I moved to pitcher in softball. Um, through high school, I tried pitching in college and I had shoulder problems. I tore ligaments, dislocated my shoulder. It was just not working for me. Um, but for a walk-up song, Oh, that's really, really good. I think, honestly, I think it'd have to go with refugee by Tom Petty. Okay. Okay. That I is like my good, that's like my song. warm up. Tom Petty is, and I know what that's a refugee good. is. I do not know those two married together. So it's, a, it's one of the songs that I always use. It's like, start my workouts. It just gets me so pumped and it has to be the chorus part, obviously. Um, but I think, I think it would be that one. At least it's not, you know, sweet Caroline. Cause, uh, no <laughs> unpopular opinion. Episode one right here. Sweet Caroline needs to die. <laughs> no, it's, I, you know, I liked it obviously growing up as uh, going to Fenway and, you know, I, I get a couple Bud Lights in me, of course I'm going to love it, but you know, it's, it's just, I mean, if the team is down like 12 to two, why are we playing it? It, it, it should have moments. And, you know, if the, yes. if they need a rally and they're down by a couple or something like that, yeah, that would make more sense. Um, also, if I go to a game at Fenway and I hear that song, I will go insane. It will be so much fun to hear in person for the first time. Uh, hearing it every single game would be just maddening. It, it's how far can you push somebody? I think. Yeah. I know that, you know, I haven't been to Fenway since COVID happened and everything. So I know the first time I do go this season, I'm going to be so excited and so into it. But then the second game I'll be like, hmm. 
All right. So we got more coming up with Lauren Campbell coming up on the show. Uh, we're going to be asking just more about the Red Sox, less about locked on Red Sox, more about the actual Boston Red Sox. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like fully loaded and fully loaded chew is offering locked on a's listeners a special offer right now you can try a can for just one dollar that's right just one dollar go to fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code locked on just one dollar in free shipping if you use the promo code locked on at checkout the next time you dip make it a fully loaded chew by going to fullyloadedchew.com Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. You can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. Lauren, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at la 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 Lauren, three laws, and then Lauren of four R's. Okay. <laughs> I did not actually look at your handle. I just clicked on the link and I was like, yeah, okay. That is amazing, and I am so excited to put that in the show notes. <laughs> yes, love it, love it. La, 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 love it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some of the actual Red Sox news here. Um, Chris Sale was throwing some pitches on Wednesday. We were recording this on Thursday afternoon. They are still playing right now. It looks like they, the Red Sox should be going for win number seven right now. They, they've got three home runs. They're looking okay, but... Chris Sale is the guy that I want to talk about. When is the expectation that he will return to the Red Sox rotation? So it sounds like, I mean, they're being very quiet about it and rightfully so. I would say August. Um, I would like to say, you know, the week after the all-star break, but at that point we're almost in August, but I would say the first week of August is, you know, kind of his timeline with they're saying his bullpens are that of February and you're kind of trying to line it up here, but man, he looks good. And I'm just so excited to see him on the mound. I am ready for, to fast forward to whenever that date is. I'm ready for it right now. I saw uh, on Twitter that Christian Arroyo was like, no, no, he looks like he's back. And I was like, okay, but you're also Christian Arroyo. Uh, I know, you know, he came from the giants. I followed his career because he was with the giants and I was writing about the giants prospects. I know a little bit more about him than I would say the average fan, but he's also not like a masher. So yeah, he, of course, Chris Sale looks good to him. So I want to see like J.D. Martinez get in there and be like, I can't hit Chris Sale anymore. Uh, so what are your expectations when he does, or what are people's expectations for Chris Sale when he rejoins this rotation? So I think people are rightfully very, very excited. And I think they're kind of expecting the old Chris Sale right off the bat. And I know that Chris Sale will absolutely try to give the fans that because that's Chris Sale. That's who he is. He wants to, he'd be back today if it was up to him, but I think, you know, they need to be extremely cautious with him coming back. That's the ACE of your team. He looks really good right now, but Tommy John surgery, as we all know, is incredibly serious. He already throws side armed. He already throws incredibly fast. He's going to throw his arm off one day and that's how his career is going to end. But, you know, I think the first few starts, I don't see him going more than four innings, maybe five if his pitch count is low enough. 
but I still think he's going to be incredibly helpful to this rotation. I think it's going to take a little bit to get him acclimated with everything and just kind of get him back to Chris sale, the Chris sale that we know he is. Um, and I don't want people, I know Twitter's probably gonna go insane. If he gets lit up his first start and be like, Oh my God, DFA him. He sucks. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh Jesus, here I we go. The DFA <laughs> mentions. Cause I'm like, yeah, they had one bad start. It's an entire season. You guys. <laughs> right. And you know, I, I know it's Chris sale. People love him. I don't know if they're going to be patient enough, but I I'm, I think he's going to be just fine. Like I say, he's going to be incredibly valuable to this rotation and he's going to play a big part toward the end of the season as they get ready for the playoffs and the postseason in hopefully a long run. I think he's going to be more valuable than people believe um, because he's coming back so late in the season, but I mean, he won't be, like I said, he won't be Chris sale from 2018, 2017, but next season. Oh yeah. Like it watch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Red Sox are not necessarily surprisingly competitive, but they're surprisingly this good. They have 50 wins already. They're going for win number 51 currently as we're speaking. I'm assuming they're getting it because they're playing the Royals. Um, one, how good did you think they were going to be? They had some, they had some bats, but the rotation and the bullpen has been pretty good. Thanks to the Yankees in part for Adam Adovito and uh, Garrett Whitlock. That's a, that's Thanks for that one. But uh, yeah, how how do you think that the uh, Red Sox actually stack up across the American League? I think that I think they're incredibly competitive. I think that they will after the All Star break. I I don't see them staying in first for like locking up the AL East, but I do think it's going to be incredibly competitive with the Rays until September. I don't think this division is going to be locked up any time before then, and. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised because I definitely had them as the first wild card team, certainly not fighting for the, the AL East top spot. But like you said, the, the offense was never really in question. Their rotation and their bullpen, same old song and dance the last few seasons. But I think people underestimated how valuable Alex Cora is to this team because not only can he is he a player's coach, but people really love him. And there's this like a small factor into it, but he can communicate with Raphael Devers and Xander Bogarts. You know, Xander Bogarts can speak perfect English, but, you know, Cora can speak Spanish and he can speak to those players. Even J.D. Martinez, like he can connect with them in a way that you know, Ron Renicky couldn't. And I think that goes a long way. And he wants his team to be competitive. He's challenging Kike Hernandez to be the leadoff hitter and whatever is tweaked, whatever he's tweaked has worked because he's been really, really good this week from the leadoff spot. And, you know, I think that they get enough out of their starters. If they get five innings, six innings, which they've struggled with a little bit. I think that, you know, this, like I said, they can compete for that, that top spot. I think ultimately the Rays will lock up the division all when all said and done, but Man, the Yankees, you know, just basically giving away Garrett Whitlock and then trading to uh, Adam Adovino. It's been it's been great. And they've just been imploding. I can't believe they lost on Wednesday night. Unbelievable. And I didn't think <laughs> didn't think they were going to be this this bad, but they're bad. And it makes it fun, obviously, for Red Sox fans. And it makes it fun because the Red Sox have swept them twice already this season and they're coming back to town this month. So it's it's. I mean, it's fun because like I said, the Yankees are really bad right now, but um, they're, they've been so, the Red Sox have been so fun to watch because of how competitive they've been. They're never out of games. And that's something so different from last year, kind of a throwaway season last year, but 
I mean, it was even if the game was two nothing last year, you were like, game's over. <laughs> it's eight nothing. You're like, oh, they're coming back. That, that's always a terrible feeling. When the A's are bad, I just want to, you know, competitive game. Give me a, sh- you know, give me a, a a run in the ninth where you're like, oh, maybe they win and then they don't. Something like that. Just make me enjoy the game. That's all that I ask for. You can lose if you want to, you know, if it's part of the process, but uh, just make it competitive. Make, make me yeah. enjoy wasting my time watching baseball. So right. you, you mentioned that the, the Rays, you think that they will likely end up winning the AL East. Are they the team that scares you the most in the AL East or has the, are the Toronto Blue Jays kind of up there in that realm as well? You know, the Toronto Blue Jays also scare me because they have so much power. They are a really sneaky, good team. I think people tend to count them out because A, they're the Blue Jays and B, they're not even playing at home yet. And that obviously has a lot to do, you know, the home field advantage, having your own fans there is, is something so different that they clearly missed last season. But, um, you know, I think that even though they're, they're in third place right now, they're competitive. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is insane. And he's not even, you know, you just go down the roster and it's just like, oh, 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 like these are, <laughs> these are really good players. And I think. I think it'll be competitive. Like I said, the whole, those top, the, the, the Rays, the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, I think are the three most competitive teams. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be the Rays, you know, that the Red Sox need to watch out for. I, I pretty much agree. Just because they, they do so many things, but also Tyler Glass now being gone. Yes. A huge factor for them. Um, I don't know what to make heads or tails of that ALEs. I thought that the Yankees wouldn't be very good just because they had so many question marks in that rotation. And now they're like, and, but it's actually their offense that stinks. And I am yeah. flabbergasted by everything that's going on over there. I have said uh, for since before the season started, if the blue Jays acquire like Herman Marquez, or, you know, they go out and get Max Scherzer, or they, they make some pitching additions. They are a scary bunch of dudes. And we're going to find out how scary they're going to be here in the next month. But what, moves do you think that the Red Sox could be going after? Uh, you know, what, what positions are you looking for? Uh, some players perhaps uh, at the trade deadline? I really think they're going to address starting pitching. It hasn't been awful, but it just hasn't been very good. Um, Martin Perez, Garrett Richards, Nick Pavetta, they're giving you not quality starts, but they're, they're doing their best to get into the fourth and fifth inning. They're giving up too many hits, too many walks, too many runs. And I think at the end of the day that they need a four or five starter, like, like a a Rick Porcello from 2017, 2018, like that man, eight innings. And even though you, you knew what you were getting with him, but they need somebody kind of like that, that can go in, eat innings, give the bullpen a rest when needed. They don't really have that right now. Nate Evaldi just went seven and two thirds in his last start. But before that, when was the last time the starter got into the seven, let alone the eighth. So I think that that's going to be a key part for them because I feel like even though they're and their bullpen's been strong and I feel like it's been sneaky strong. I just think that, you know, they throw in, like I said, a four or five starter and you're good. You're, they're going to be stronger, which is kind of scary at this point with 50 wins already on the season. Like, oh boy. <laughs> All right. We got more coming up with Lauren in just a minute. Uh, we're going to be talking about the actual series that we got coming up this weekend. So stay locked in with locked on is, and I'll be right back. Just jumping in real quick to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors, and that is Built Bar, my friends. They make the best 
tasting protein bar in the galaxy and I just went on their website and they currently have a lot of extra limited time flavors like one of my favorites cherry bar sia it's not the one that I always talk about but oh man that one is delicious if you like maraschino cherries it is just like that it's just having a bunch of those but in protein bar form it is fantastic I love it so so much and if you don't want a limited time flavor you want to go for one of their core flavors you can go ahead and get a mixed box if you like, you get two of each of their nine flavors. And so you get 18 bars for a low, low price. And all you got to do to get any built bars, whether they are a limited time flavor, a, a core nine flavor, all you got to do is head on over to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is approaching the all-star break and you can track all of the action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Uh, if you think that the A's are going to go out there and make a big trade deadline acquisition, go ahead and, you know, throw some, throw a couple of bucks on the A's. If you think that they're going to be improving, if you think the Blue Jays, which is a team that I keep going towards, uh, are going to make a big pitching acquisition. Put some money on the Blue Jays. That's what I'm. That's how I'm approaching my bets at Bet Online. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get in the game as teams are on their hunt for their playoff championships right now. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lauren. So the A's and Red Sox have a series coming up. And usually when the A's go to Boston, it is a terror dome. I hate it when the A's go there just because I remember some early playoff appearances from this millennium and uh, not fun. It, it feels like they forget to play baseball. And I know that they took two out of three earlier in May and that was great. Uh, Shaman and I got blown up in that third game, but it never feels comfortable in Fenway. I want to know what it feels like as a Red Sox fan going to Oakland, because I know that the A's have had a lot more success against the Red Sox in Oakland, uh, including a no-hitter from Sean Manaya, who got blown up. So what, what are the feelings for a Red Sox fan coming to Oakland? Cautiously optimistic. And like you said, because Oakland is successful against Red Sox when in Oakland. And I think that, you know, even though I'm Sean Manaya got blown up the last time he was here after getting getting no hitter against the Red Sox pitching against Chris Sale which is no easy feat when that happened and I think that the Red Sox are going in regardless even if they were to lose today they're going in with a ton of momentum and I think they're going to try to carry that into the series obviously it's hard they have a flight today to get into Oakland six uh yeah six three hour time difference six hour flight and you know I think that Maybe the first game will be a little kind of slow for Boston. I'm expecting them to take two out of three from the A's. I think that's going to be a little bit different this time around. You know, they, they're well into the halfway point now this season. They know they've faced Oakland. They faced some tough teams throughout the stretch down from the last time they saw Oakland. So I think that the only thing that concerns me is the pitching rotation, the probable pitchers. And it's Erod, it's Pavetta, and it's Richards. 
So they've all struggled. Pavetta cannot get win number seven if his life depended on it. Garrett Richards needs sticky stuff. And Erod is just really struggled after winning his first five games. He can't really seem to find that groove again. And it's not so much like his command. I feel like he looks good. He's just, I don't know if he's in his own head. I don't know if he's just started strong and he's like, how do I keep this going? And just can't seem to get over that hump. That's the only thing that's concerning me because I don't want to tax this bullpen going into a series against Otani and the Angels. That's the last thing you want to do. But I'm still expecting two out of three. Like I said, different team than the last time that they saw each other. And they're just, they're grooving right now. And it's really fun to watch. The A's tip have had a very hard time with teams that have been struggling going into series. They usually end win streaks when uh, somebody's, you know, on a hot one. So I'm very much looking. I, I would rather have the Red Sox winning seven in a row than the like the Seattle Mariners losing six in a row or the Texas Rangers losing six in a row because those series do not go well for the A's. So I think that the A's got a good shot because of the starting matchups that you mentioned. Obviously, on Friday, they got Frankie Montas, who is arguably the worst out of the three for the A's. Uh, he has not faced Boston this season, but in June, he had a 528 ERA. He, he got knocked around a couple of times uh, in his last couple of starts, but he is also facing Eduardo Rodriguez, who had a 623 ERA in June. So wow. that's also not good. And then uh, the A's are also throwing out Cole Irvin on Saturday. He had a 2.64 ERA in June after a little bit of a bumpy May, but a fantastic April. So it looks like he's turned that corner and he's just going to be, if he's hitting his spots, he's hard to hit. Um, he changes speeds. He outthinks hitters and he's been fantastic. Uh, just a cash acquisition for the A's. So uh, that's just what they do. Uh, he's been fantastic. He is facing sticky stuff. Garrett Richards who had a 7.6 ERA last last month, and that was uh, not great. Also, I was reading an article on your website, and he's throwing new pitches just out of yeah. the blue now, like a 62-mile-an-hour curveball or something? Yeah, he said – I mean, he's been very vocal about needing the sticky stuff. And, hey, you know, all the power to the pitchers being like, this is dumb, this is – I need it. I, I need it. And Garrett Richards is like 33. I'm not making the Hall of Fame. I'm glad it got to this point before they told me no more sticky stuff. But, I mean, he's dumping his arm in a bucket of ice between innings to try to stop, like, the sweating. He's trying – he's doing everything he can to give his team a chance to win, which is admirable. And now he's throwing different pitches, which could be incredibly – dangerous for you know he could hurt himself trying to learn new pitches he could you know hit hit somebody and 62 miles an hour is still very fast and it's you know nothing like taking a 100 mile an hour pitch off wherever anywhere on your body but you know like I said he's doing whatever he can to get around this sticky stuff situation and just he he's doing his best <laughs> 62 is like my max effort right now. <laughs> I need to warm up a little bit yep. <laughs> and then in the final game you guys get uh a chance at revenge against James Caprillion, who made his starting debut with the A's in Boston. He is a, yes. it feels like he's a big game guy. He rises to those moments. He went five innings, gave up four hits, one run. He walked three. His walks have gotten a little bit better since that start. He also struck out six in that game. Uh, I believe the Red Sox loaded the bases in the first, did not score. And I was like, he's got this. And then he did. It was amazing. Uh, he is facing Nick Pavetta, who, is probably the most scary right now, partially because of the ERA of 540, but he, he seems to be up and down. And you know, with the Phillies, it always felt like he was going to 
get that extra level and never quite did. So he's always like one of those guys. I'm like, if he has a good start, I'm not surprised. So we'll see how yeah. that goes. I am very, very intrigued by this series. It's a nice, you know, uh, testing ground for both teams, I think, because the Yankees are obviously the blood rival and you want to beat them up and the Red Sox have, but that is six of their wins right now. <laughs> and the yeah. Yankees are just not good. So the A's, that is the real test for the Boston Red Sox right now. <laughs> Who would have thought we would not be saying that in April. <laughs> yeah, right. So what was the, uh, the national narrative that you were hearing over in Boston about the A's heading into this series? Cause I usually, you know, make my own opinions about teams and I was like, the Red Sox could be like a 500 team, you know, at the very least they, they've got enough offense, make some pitching, you know, get some pitching. Chris Dell comes back. They, they could get there. They could be a competitive ish team. I didn't know that they would be this good, but you know, people like to write the national narrative likes to just write teams off. The giants uh, were written off before the season started. Don't get covered. The A's written off before the season started. Don't get covered. Um, what, what were you guys hearing about the A's before the season? Um, not a whole lot to be completely <laughs> honest. And, you know, it's, it's fun. I love looking through, you know, AOS teams. I love looking like just NL teams, everything. I love looking through it, seeing kind of underdogs. What can we expect from, from teams and, you know, Oakland, you know, no offense to the A's, it's not a team I've like really kept up with over the years. And, you know, part of that is I'm on the East coast. I'm not, those games aren't on here all the time, but they've always been pesky and they've always been kind of there. And they're one of those teams that, you know, the Red Sox struggled against them, against them earlier this season. But I feel like going into this series, the narrative has changed a bit because the A's are good this year. The Red Sox are good this year. I think the A's, what are they, two games out of first or a half game? Am half I the game out right game. now? They could be, uh, by the time the series starts, they could be in first place. If they win today, uh, their game starting in like 15 minutes. And if the uh, Houston Astros lose to Cleveland, so they could be in first, but right now they're a half game back. So, I mean, they're both these teams could be fighting to stay in first place or reclaim first place. And I think it's a bigger storyline than people are really making it out to be, even though, you know, they're not in the same division and, you know, not, they're not AL East teams, they're not AL West teams like together, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun because these teams are competitive. Their pitching is fine, but their offense, it's, it's so much fun. And I feel like, like I said, going into the series, people are paying a little bit more attention because both teams, I think, are better than people gave them credit for at the beginning of the year. I mean, there are writers who didn't even have the Red Sox in playoff contention this season. It's crazy that people just, you know, go with whatever is the mass opinion. I'm like, no, you got to look at everybody. Everybody thought that the, that the Yankees would win like 100 games. I'm like, have you seen their rotation? Yeah. It does not make sense. This could fall apart very easily. Um, yes. And I, I don't get just the Yankees, the Yankees, they'll be fine. I'm like, no, sometimes they're going to stink. And I'd like to be right about that. <laughs> and I've been riding the blue Jays train forever. I, uh, one of our sponsors bet online. Uh, I put $10 down on the blue Jays to win the division. So I have a vested interest in them making a lot of deals at the trade deadline. I am hoping that happens because, uh, who the payday would be like a hundred bucks. <laughs> so so hundred bucks in your pocket. Well, I, I did it because they had just signed George Springer and then they signed Michael Brantley for like that couple of minutes. And I was like, yep. yeah, I, they are going to win. And then Michael Brantley ended up not going to them. And, uh, but, oh, well I made the bet, <laughs> but Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very much looking forward to hearing the first episode of locked the, the rebranded first episode of locked on Red Sox with you and Jason. Um, yeah. Where can the people find you one more time? 
You can find me on Twitter at la 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 Lauren, three laws, and then Lauren with four R's. It's taken me a while to perfect that. <laughs> the face you made when you say la 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 Lauren <laughs> is just amazing. Thank right. you. <laughs> Lauren Campbell, thank you so much. Everybody go check out Locked on a Red Sox with Lauren. And how Jason, what is his last name? How do you say that? Mastro Donato. Mastro Donato. Okay, that, that is actually kind of what I was going to say, but I didn't want to mess <laughs> it up when I said it. So I was like, and Jason, two of the Locked On Network. <laughs> all right, Lauren, thank you so much. Um, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. That's all that I got for you guys today. So until Monday, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. Enjoy the 4th of July, and I will talk at you on Monday. <laughs>